Hey everyone, welcome to the Wellness Mastery Project. My name is Naveen, a corporate professional turned into wellness coach. My mission is to help a hundred thousand people live a happier, healthier, and a prosperous life. And I can't thank you enough for being here and giving me the opportunity to live my mission. In this podcast, we will introduce you to ideas and people which can help you optimize your wellness and take your life to the next level. So, without any further delay, let's dive into today's session. Hey everyone, welcome back to yet another episode of Wellness Mastery Project. I'm super excited to have you back again here. Our today's guest is none other than an expert in two of the most renowned ancient Indian sciences. One is Ayurveda and the other one is Yoga. And today's guest is Dr. Sumit Sharma. Dr. Sumit is an Ayurvedic doctor. He is currently practicing in Australia. But before leaving to Australia, he has already served Punjab government as an Ayurvedic medical officer for almost 10 years. He has also helped more than 80,000 people in achieving their health goals. Apart from being an Ayurvedic doctor, he also specializes in yoga therapy, stress management, plantation of medicinal plants, home remedies, and kitchen herbs. Dr. Sumit is on a mission to educate and empower people to lead a healthy lifestyle. So guys, Dr. Sumit is going to share a lot of value today in this video. So make sure that you guys are ready with your pen and notebook and make sure you take all the notes from him. Now, I also have a good news for you. If you watch this video till the end, Dr. Sumit is going to be sharing nine scientifically tested and proven tips, which are going to be so easy and simple that right after this video itself, you can apply them on yourself and start to lead a healthier lifestyle. So make sure you stay till the end. And now help me welcoming the guest of the day, Dr. Sumit. Hi, Dr. Sumit. It's a pleasure having you here with us right now. How are you doing? Thank you for having me here. It's wonderful. I'm also super excited to be with you right now. Great, Dr. Sumit. Thank you so much for coming on board. And Dr. Sumit, as you already know, I have shared with you about our community wellness mastery project. So the reason why I have invited you today is to introduce you to the community and also help the community with the knowledge that you have. But before we start to you know, really learn from you what Ayurveda is and what are the different lifestyle management tips that we can learn from you, I'm very keen on understanding how your journey of Ayurveda and yoga started. So if you could let us know how, how it all started. Yes, uh, it's a very good question actually because my journey started from my childhood because my father is an Ayurveda practitioner and okay. journey started from home. So you can say that the Ayurveda, the way of living, I learned it from my home and slowly as I grew up, I got more interest in this therapy, in this way of living, in this holistic approach towards your life. Mm -hmm. So that's how it all started because since childhood, I always look upon my father, how he treats his patients, how he gave advices and how he cooperated Ayurveda in his living. That was my first motivation and I then decided to go with it and so to be a good part of the society that can serve the society and help the society in many ways. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, not many of us are blessed, you know, to have this sort of an engagement at home itself where the inspiration is coming from home and that drove in behavior to, you know, to go ahead and start to become somebody who can really help others. Sounds amazing, uh, Dr. Sumit. And um, I, I already knew a little bit about this, but today even I got a lot more about this. So great. Thank you so much. Dr. Sumit, I also, uh, you know, know that uh, you have recently completed your another post-graduation in yoga. And uh, as uh, I was discussing last time with you, I know that you have spent, you know, 10 years working with Punjab government as an Ayurvedic medical officer. So what, what drove you to go towards uh, yoga post-graduation even after 10 years of a government job? Yes. You know, it's always... Uh the zest to achieve more to improve yourself so in that part when i was working for government of punjab i i always felt that there should be something more that i can give to the society to complete their healing part 
because Ayurveda can take care of the physicality and Ayurveda also mentioned that the proper health, the definition of health according to Ayurveda, it covers the physical part, the mental part and the spiritual part. With all the herbs and the medications, you can cover or you can treat the physical, physical diseases, but to cover the mental part and the spiritual part, there is nothing better than yoga. That's why I decided to go for this and I can say that that I found myself as well while studying this post-graduation or while doing this course. I, I, it helped me to find myself, I can say, and to improve my abilities to heal and to serve the community. Now that's great and in fact uh, being a yoga teacher myself itself I can understand what you're talking about in terms of you know finding yourself and uh, how can it really help a lot of people yes so that's that's great but uh, being a government job uh, person uh, dr sumit was it easy for you to uh, you know move from one place to another place and you know continue to because it's a two years of a course which is a post-graduation course of yoga that you have done and uh, it requires a lot of time from your side so how was the journey what, did you face a lot of hardships or was it easy please take us through that it was a tough decision to start with, I can say that. And uh, once you start this journey, I faced a lot of hardships and ups and downs during that. Because, you know, being in a government structure, working in a government structure and having all the notes from your superiors to go for, go for a course and uh, paying all this by yourself, nothing from government. It, it was a very hard decision and it was very hard two years but i can say that fruitful years that i have spent of my life while studying this post graduation great so i mean that that really shows your commitment you know because even after having so many of hardships uh, you still continued and you have completed the course and now you are in australia so you are using that knowledge and again both ayurveda and yoga you are you are sharing the both the knowledge with the people of western world and, um, yes, of course. It, it was actually kind of my commitment to achieve more, as I told you earlier, that how to improve myself so that I can serve the society in a more advanced, better. And that is what is needed in today's world. That's what I can say. That's true. That's true. It is very much required. In fact, uh, we, uh, we truly believe in this, that today, uh, more than anything else, uh, people in the field of yoga, fitness, wellness, health are required a lot. Because the way the world is leading ahead, it, they, they, they are really required, you know, to take care of the people. So that, that's so true. Great. Absolutely right. Great, Dr. Sumit. Uh, it was, you know, wonderful to understand about your journey, how it all started and, you know, the, the two uh, major sciences of India, ancient, science, ancient sciences of India, you have got the expertise in. So that's a, that's a very, very uh, good combination that you have to help people over there. Awesome. So, Dr. Sumit, I have a couple of questions for you, you know, which, uh, which we get usually from our community members and even from the subscribers that we have on YouTube channel. And one of them is, what are some of the myths around Ayurveda? There are a lot of people nowadays who, you know, talk about Ayurveda, that Ayurveda is this, Ayurveda is that. And on the name of Ayurveda also, there are a lot of information which is there on Google and there are so many articles. So have you yes. come across anything, you know, which, which you think that basically are the myths, but still people are continuing to go ahead with them? Yes, absolutely. It's a, it's a very needed question, I will say, because people usually treat or see Ayurveda as a pathy to treat disease only. But I will say it is not like that. Ayurveda, firstly, you have to understand what Ayurveda means. Ayurveda comes from two words like Ayu plus Veda. That becomes Ayurveda. Ayu means life and Veda means the knowledge. So that knowledge that teaches you or tells you how to live a well happy and prosperous life is Ayurveda. So mostly people think it's a path to treat disease, which is not true properly, I can say. And second myth is, I can say the myth or uh, on a bit of like negative part also, this image. Nowadays, Ayurveda 
due to the globalization of everything in today's world ayurveda sometimes we feel that it get confined to the spa centers and aroma therapies all that yes it is also a part of ayurveda but ayurveda is not only confined to spa centers massages aroma therapies but i will uh, i want to share this with our viewers that you can see that how ayurveda touches even the most subtle aspects of your life that the sense of smell and massage which oils to use they are giving you the healing they are healing you in many ways even the simple aroma therapy people are making you know they are there are international levels and studios around the world but the point is ayurveda is taking care of such small things we have to respect ayurveda that it has taken care of even the subtle aspects of your living but nowadays we are seeing ayurveda only as a, in the case of spa centers aroma therapies only massages which is not good and i will say it is a myth about the image and the definition of ayurveda about definition of ayurveda i'll say yes okay very well put uh, dr sumit i mean in fact i also agree because i live in bangalore right so i see a lot of uh, ayurvedic centers which are mostly uh, you know used by people only for the massages and uh, not yes. beyond that actually uh, people go uh, what i have seen is this only when it comes to ayurveda i teach yoga on a daily basis and uh, what i see from people and hear from people is all about you know massages okay they go for ayurvedic massages but nothing else as an understanding of ayurveda so yes i one one more myth and uh, i think the most important one is that mostly people who are who are bit near to ayurveda or who know a bit ayurveda or who have experienced ayurveda in a, in one way or the other they usually say that ayurveda has no side effects i can tell you that everything has its side effects okay. if it is not done or taken properly so it is always recommended that you should take ayurveda under the guidance of a expert and a well qualified doctor so that you should not get harm you you should not get the ill effects because even if like suppose i can put it like that that you eat food so that you can be healthy always but sometimes you get food poisoning see that food that nourishes your body your brain can become poison if it is not cooked properly or if it is not stored properly or if it is not handled properly all right in the same way if ayurveda medications and herbs if they are not prepared well if they are not procured in a good manner they can do a very big harm as well all right so it is a very big myth about ayurveda that ayurveda has no side effects i want to share this with all of our viewers that ayurveda does have side effects but but if you are taking ayurveda or ayurvedic medications under the guidance of an expert then you should be all right you might be in the safe hands yes wow i mean this is this is something really an eye opener that um, don't consider ayurveda also just you know that it does not have side effects it does not have if you go ahead with the, somebody who is an expert in it but yes. if you try at your home guys you can understand <laughs> this that it's not just you know that you can continue to do things on the name of ayurveda and say that it does not have any side effect even if i do not yes. get a benefit at least i will not get a side effect you might get so make sure you just get in touch with some expert you know who can really help you out with the things and this also brings mm-hmm. me to the point you know dr sumit thank you so much for sharing the myths I also wanted to bring this point here. Uh, today, you know, we see that because of the lifestyle, the immunity has gone for a toss for almost everybody. And you know, what we see usually as a behavior is uh, a, a small thing. You know, like a cough or cold also makes you run to a pharmacy and get medicines to you know just uh, make sure that things are settled and then you get back to your work very fast. So, can Ayurveda help? Uh, I mean, are there any things you know which can help people? at their home itself with a little bit of understanding of ayurvedic lifestyle management and take care of their immunity and take care of their body so that at least these small small things they don't have to run to a pharmacy and you know be dependent on the medicines for at least these things are there something like that 
Yes, yes, there are many. And to start with, I can say that you have touched the topic about cold and cough. Yeah. So I will say, I will always teaches you that how to understand your body signs, your body language, and how your body responses. So if it is a cold or cough or a headache or a fever or whatever it is, you should have a look that what is going wrong inside your body, not outside. All right. And to start with, like if we are talking about cough and cold, there are very simple recommendations from Ayurveda. I will quote a shloka and aphorism from Ayurveda text that Akshi Kukshi Roga that means akshi roga akshi means eye kukshi kukshi roga kukshi means stomach pratishai that cold and cough vran and jwar fever and any uh, you can say any kind of other illnesses can be treated panchratri langhan langhan means fasting if you do fasting for five nights so it can be applied in two different ways one is you should cut your dinner for five nights easy one if you have enough strength in your body you can cut two meals a day and confine it to one meal a day so that your body can digest and fight with that disease whatever is going through in your body and get rid of those toxins that are giving you a hard time so that body can heal itself and your immune system will work upon it to heal itself so you don't have to go to a pharmacy or to a doctor to treat these diseases have warm water warm water is the biggest medicine in ayurveda so have warm water do fast for five nights and these things will be over very soon. It's not like these are only written in the books. I always try it on myself. I do follow these things. That's why I can put it in a, you can say comprehensive and very in an assured way that these things do work. Just do it. Wow. This is like a home remedy, which almost anybody can do if I'm not wrong, Dr. Sumit. Or are there any restrictions very for right. some people? Very right. That these are the home ready. That's why I told you that Ayurveda is not only the science for treating diseases, it's the way of living. Yeah. You can treat yourself if you know your body in a better way. That's true. The only thing that there are, there might be some restrictions as well, depending upon if a person is having diabetes or hypertension or these kind of diseases, they should go for a proper guidance, as I told you earlier, that always take or follow Ayurveda under the guidance of an expert. Mm -hmm. Yes, so that he can tell you in a better way that how to do. You should, can you fast for a full day or can you fast for five nights or just three nights or how to cut your meals in a way so that body can heal itself. That's great. So I think the message is very clear. And and just to just to add upon that, you know that the last year Nobel Prize on health is for fasting. Yeah. Everybody knows that that yes. So fasting is now nowadays is quite in you can say fashion. But Ayurveda has already given this this concept of fasting to us. But the only thing we need is to follow this. That's true. That's great. And in fact, now I think the message is very clear to all of us, uh, you know, and uh, if you are watching this video, uh, if you are not going through any of the, you know, lifestyle disorders like diabetes or hypertension or any, any cardiac uh, sort of disease, then you can definitely go ahead and follow this, uh, you know, um, the tip from Dr. Sumit right after, you know, if you find any symptoms of cold, cough or anything that you feel within the body is a sign and the body is not responding well. So you can go ahead with this five five nights fasting. If you feel strong enough, you can go ahead full full five days as well, and it'll help you out with that. You know, whatever symptoms you're going through, it'll help you out to come out with that. Great, Doctor. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for this. Uh, you know, insight uh, on how can people take care of the things at home itself when uh, all of these things happen, cold and cough. Awesome. So. Dr. Sumit, uh, see you have been working for almost now more than 10 years. So what's Dr. Sumit's approach when it comes to health and wellness? How, how do you help people in terms of, you know, 
helping achieve their goals what's your idea and approach to it see i can tell you about this very clearly that i have a very different approach about this mm-hmm. like to achieve a wellness goal first you have to recognize what your well being goal is or what your health goal is i always whenever i give a consultation i always discuss with my clients that what you want to achieve or what is giving you a hard time so that we can go deeper inside so that we can discuss and we can plan a kind of treatment or a therapy that can suit your body your wellness goals or your health goals so yeah. the very first point is to recognize what your wellness or well-being goals are and on uh, in addition to that when we recognize or when we set a target then we work according to i can say then we design a tailor made therapy that suits to that very specific person because every individual is different and ayurveda says no two persons are equal and even if two persons are having fever we can treat them differently for the same diseases because one might be having fever for another reason and other person might be having fever for some other reason so we have to go inside deep inside consult assess and then take out those problems and treat them mm-hmm. yes so one size fits all doesn't work here it's all about individual people that's great and i'm sure never never in ayurveda it can never work i told you because everybody has different personalities and yeah. in ayurveda we call it prakriti the body constitution your genetic constitution and how your body behaves like i can give you an example here suppose like in australia uh, the hay fever or the hay allergy is quite quite you can say vast it has a very big impact on the community here but every person doesn't get hay fever or hay allergy why we are we are breathing in the same air isn't it one person gets cold and cough and another person doesn't that shows that how your immunity your body constitution your genetic constitution works and you have to understand we help our clients to understand what it is how your body is responding what your body type is in this way a client can help to understand himself his body language his body signs and he can treat himself yes that's great so it's more of a holistic approach that you follow and i'm sure that's the reason you have been able to touch more than 80000 lives and help them till now yes absolutely absolutely that, that, right that's great that's great dr samit so dr samit uh, now 2020 is coming we are in november already next month is december we will be in 2020 what are your goals for december oh, sorry what are your goals for the next year 2020 which which all areas of your <laughs> life or you know what are you going to do See I have dedicated my whole life to Ayurveda and yoga nice. and the first and the foremost thing I will I will wish to do in the next year is to make Ayurveda more accessible here in Australia so that in Australia so that it can reach to more people it can reach deeper deeper to the community and we can serve the community in a better way and to achieve the wellness and the health for all that is that is actually the who goal for 2020 that health for all so we can't achieve it by making big big hospitals or giving them more for furnishing the hospital giving them more advanced and advanced techniques unless we try to teach the person how to treat yourself how to heal yourself or how to you can say activate the inner healer so this is my first goal second would be always i look upon my physicality and i will try to push the limits almost every year that next year i'm going to achieve this and that but this year coming year i'm more focusing about the breathing practices and the meditation practices to take them to the upper level for myself as well and uh, next thing i can say i will surely visit back to india next year and meet my friends meet my family and also to meet my community there so that we can do a bit more for 
back home as well oh nice nice idea dr sumit you know to spread the ayurvedic knowledge there in the western world in australia especially you are there only and i i am really sure that it is really going to impact a lot of lives even there and the idea that you are picking yes. up you know you you very well mentioned about this point that it's not about you know coming up with the more and more technology and hospitals that's not something which will actually re- really take the healthcare ahead if we are able yes. to train people or you know coach people in terms of how can they take care of their lives on a daily basis that's what will really big bring the big change in the overall world and i completely agree with that and i love the i mean i love the idea you're coming to india I'll definitely meet you when you're coming to india as well and uh, for sure so that, for sure i would love to that that's great that's great perfect dr sumit so we have come to that moment now we have promised all our viewers and subscribers that uh, dr sumit is going to be sharing nine scientifically uh, tested and proven tips you know which can help yes. all of our subscribers and viewers with their health wellness how can they take it to the next level and uh, as we discussed you i'm sure that our, these are going to be so simple that almost everybody can do so my recommendation to all of you who are watching us right now please pay detailed attention to whatever dr smith says right now and make a note of it so that you can follow all of these things in your life so dr smith what are those tips that you were about to share with us yes absolutely i am ready with that but i just want to tell you that and request every viewer that these tips might look simple but they work wonder so please follow that follow for few months and you can see the change very easily and a better change i can promise you that so to start with like i always start giving any tips or advice from the morning so early morning just start your day with a glass of warm water every day every day no matter where you are no matter what have you eaten last night don't worry about anything have a glass of warm water yes in the summer days you can have normal water or normal tap water you can say room temperature no need to have cold water early in the morning most of the time whenever you can have warm water it will help you to get rid of the toxins because body goes into repair mode when you are sleeping and when you get up in the morning body want to get rid of those toxins that are produced during that wear and tear and the repair work so this glass of water will help you in washing out your body to get rid of those toxins this is my first tip and the second tip would be like we usually have a shower after all the cleaning up and the daily routine so whenever you are having a shower or a bath start from your feet i can say in a simpler words that wash your feet first why is so many of times people ask us why yeah it is because that your body will adjust itself and your brain will get a signal that this temperature of water is going to pour over your body so it adjust itself the brain and your nerves and your senses adjust themselves to that temperature of water all right and it can help in the case of like Uh, chronic coryza sinusitis and sneezing as well like many people have problem of sneezing they do sneeze a lot so these kind of conditions can be treated or this trick can be very helpful in such patients whenever you having a shower or having a bath start from your feet all right dr sumit uh, sorry to bother you this time uh i would like to ask you one thing as you have brought this point this is an eye opener i think for a lot of people what about those people who you know start uh, taking shower right from the head itself are there any side effects or anything that they can go wrong with yes absolutely it can go wrong like we must have noticed or we all must have experienced that if you are having a cold shower sometimes you get a gasp like but it should be avoided i can say why because because your body is not prepared to the temperature or the touch of water whatever your body is going to have so it's better to let your body know first hand that this could be the temperature of water that's going to pour over your body it's more of 
like informing yourself, informing your brain, informing your body that this is the water or this is the temperature that you are having a bath with. So otherwise, otherwise, in the winter season, and if you're having a cold shower, in many cases, it can, it can hamper your heart health, or you can say it can trigger some uh, cardiac events as well. So if you want to avoid any kind of cardiac event, better follow my advice. Wow. Yes. And the third one would be mm, do everything, everything like eat, sleep, play, exercise, everything in the moderation. Moderation is the key in Ayurveda. Whatever you do, do it in a moderate way or in a moderate amount. What does that mean? Like if you are eating, some people, they are too busy in their way of life nowadays. Like most of the, you can say metro city life is like that, that people go to work, they have their breakfast, lunch on the, in the office, and they always rush, rush, rush. Please sit down and think about it. Why are you working? Aren't you working for your food? If you're working for your food, can't you have a proper and peaceful time to have your meal? Isn't it important? Please ask yourself. And if you do go for a play or do exercise, always do it according to your capacity, according to your strength and slowly build it. All right. This is the moderation in exercise or like in playing and everything there and sleep as well. If you sleep excessively sometimes because people work five days very hard and then they want to spend the weekend only sleeping. I, I can tell you it is the right thing. Clients do tell us that we want to try like i want to sleep for the whole day but if you sleep for the whole day you will feel more lethargic and you will feel out of energy so always 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 remember this that moderation is the key whatever you are doing so please do everything in moderation and moderation is according to you not according to me so, Dr. Sumit, how can people find what's moderate for them in terms of eating or maybe in terms of, you know, sleeping? Yeah, good question. Like for eating, Ayurveda tells a very easy trick for that. Like usually while eating, if you get a burp, mm -hmm. that is the right time to stop because the last part of gas comes out with a burp from our stomach. That means the stomach is full, just done. Don't eat after that. Even if you don't get a burp, when you feel that you can have a little bit more that is the right time to stop because i will say that always keep one third of your stomach empty so that air can move through it so that it can churn the food well it can mix the food with digestive juices and it can help the digestion to be done easily or without any discomfort i can say so if you get a burp stop it even if you don't get a burp when you feel that you can have a bit more that is the right time to stop oh. and how people can understand what's the moderation for sleep uh, in terms of uh, their sleep yes depends upon person to person again mm -hmm. We usually say six to eight hours of sleep is very necessary and good to have. But the point is how much sound sleep you are having. And nowadays we are having all kinds of gadgets that Fitbits, Apple watches, smart watches. Everything is getting smarter, but Apart not us. Apart human being. <laughs> yes, exactly. So nowadays there are many kind of apps and gadgets that can tell you that how's your sleep. How, how much time you have the sound sleep or you can say the REM sleep or the non-REM sleep yeah. but the point is I will I will advise you that while sleeping put your gadgets away so that you can have a sound sleep otherwise these rays the electromagnetic radiation can interfere with your electric signals that are going through your body and that can hamper your sleep 
and your balance i can say so like to find that the right moderate quota of sleep is 6 to 8 hours and top of the on top of that if you are doing exercise or going to gym or doing yoga then you can relax consciously then you will need a bit less sleep or in other words you can say that you will work better even you get a less sleep because you know how to relax in a conscious way that's true while breathing while having drt while having yoga nidra because we have plenty of techniques where you can relax your body and mind consciously so i will always recommend everybody to learn few techniques that suits you follow one thing that suits you and practice that so that you can relax in a better way and you can get that sound sleep at the right time in a right way nice yes and uh, next thing the next tip i want to tell you that never eat without hunger it's a very very big statement and people usually ask us that it's not that we can't differentiate between hunger and empty stomach most of the people are the clock watchers you can say they will look, have a look at the clock and if it is 2 pm they will have their lunch and if it is 8 pm they will have their dinner they will not ask their body that is it necessary to have a meal now and this is the root of every problem because in ayurveda we say roga sarve api mandeyagno it means that the root or the cause of all diseases is mand agni that is your weakened digestive fire what if you are keep on putting in keep on putting in without letting your digestive fire to digest the previous food properly there is no fun of doing that in this way you are not going you only going to collect the toxins that is we called ama ama means not properly digested and if your food is not properly digested you will get nourishment which is not the proper nourishment and here the vortex or you can say the vicious circle starts your body will start getting more lethargic low in energy and you will feel like not doing things from your heart you will do it for you pay anyway we have to do it but not from your heart so please please look at yourself that are you really hungry before having your meals i will give you another trick for that for all of our viewers that if it is the meal time you can say lunch time or dinner time have a glass of warm water almost half an hour or 40 minutes before meals you will get a burp within 30 40 minutes if it is an empty burp that means your digestion is complete you can have your meals if it if you got a burp from the like with a taste of previous food you have eaten that means your digestion is not complete it is still going on so please wait for a while have a glass of warm water one more glass of warm water and wait till you get the empty burp and the third possibility could be that you will not get a burp that also means that the digestion is going on please don't put anything in your system and wait it's not going to harm you in any way body has enough stocks of everything to nourish itself so please give body its own time so that it can respond and react all right so in this way you can find your actual hunger and then you will relish your food in a better way if you are really hungry isn't it true yes i think this trick is very good for yes. understanding because a lot of people don't understand only the difference between an empty stomach and when you really feel hungry so it's a very very nice trick to really understand when you should actually eat great thank you so much doctor yes yes and the next tip would be like never eat heavy meals at night or you can say for dinner 
why because is during night you are going to sleep and in the sleep body goes into the repair mode and there is very less circulation towards the digestion and if you are having heavy meals and you are going to sleep early then that meal will not get digested properly and this is the root of all problems i already told you that that if there is something indigested or not properly digested it's surely going to harm you in one way or the other so please avoid heavy meals at night so doctor sir any uh, any guidance in terms of by what time we should be done with our dinner yes good question usually your body clock will say that around 6 to 8 mm-hmm. or if you stretch it a bit up till 9 is the right time for dinner but after that try avoid but if if you have to do your dinner after 9 or at 10 or late night please have very light meals and avoid having anything oily heavily processed or heavy to digest please avoid this thing okay and the next tip i'm going to share you with all is never eat curd or yogurt at night it is a very very important tip i always tell to all of my clients that never eat curd or yogurt during night why the next natural question would be why yeah because curd or yogurt has a quality called abhishandhi abhishandhi means it stops all the secretions of your body and it reduces the secretions of digestive juices your hormones or whatever secretions are there in your body and if you are having heavy meals with the curd at night your digestion is going to be bit weaker anyway because you are going to sleep you can imagine what will happen to your body if you are having curd you are having heavy meals and you are going to sleep so nothing will get digested properly and things will start going the wrong way with this habit and after a long run of time after a long period you will start getting problems in one way or the other okay i think this is again very helpful because uh, i mean being in south india curd is a very very integral part of uh, diet here and even if we see the north part of india there also i have seen a lot of people you know consuming curds without looking at the time in the evening whether it is night and thinking that actually curd is going to help them so this is actually an eye opener you know that and another thing uh, not everything gives you a benefit just because it has a good property nice good yeah one thing i want to add on here is like people usually go by the constituents what they are eating like people will give you the logic that uh, we can eat curd because it has calcium yeah. easily digestible calcium proteins blah 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 but the point is you can get calcium from so many other sources that's true have you ever looked upon the properties of what you are eating i i think no because most of the time i got this answer no we haven't thought about that we have never actually we don't have that view in our mind that we should look about the properties of what we are eating so please please i can request every viewer that please look at the properties of what you are eating because ayurveda always rely upon the properties more than the constituents i can give you another example that how to understand this constituent and property thing see every human or you can say every person has two eyes two ears one nose one mouth almost every body structure is the same but every person has different properties isn't it yeah the constituents are same but the properties are different so please always look for the property whatever you are eating that's a very insight very good insight actually in terms of curd yeah another very big tip very very big thing that never mix 
or never eat milk or milk products with salty items very very big tip very important and strongly recommended why because is that this is what we call in ayurveda the wrong combinations or in the ayurvedic terminology we call it viruddha ahar virudh means that doesn't comply or that is not the right combination all right so what it is going to do to your body is ayurveda says that whenever you mix milk or milk products with salty items it can give you any kind of skin disease because blood will get impure if you keep on eating like this once a while or once a, once a six months if you do it like unknowingly or knowingly whatever body can take care of that thing mm-hmm. body has that defense mechanism yeah but if you are doing it every day knowingly then it's a very good thing to get sick i can say that and you will get skin disease because whenever we treat a skin disease this is the first recommendation we make and i can say you that that every skin disease has this kind of underlying cause in every client's lifestyle so we try to bring that that i told you that we help our clients to recognize their wellness goals in this way we gonna go deep under to recognize where the problem is lying actually so if you want a good skin a shiny skin never eat milk or milk products with salty items dr sumit i have one small question here so uh, uh we're talking right now about milk and salty products right so when the milk is uh, used in some process like you are making a tea or coffee and a lot of people have a habit of you know having cookies or biscuits with tea or coffee so even that comes under this uh, or there are some properties of the milk which gets changed and it is okay to have maybe biscuits with tea could you please a very intelligent question i will say yeah. that when you make tea the properties of milk get changed okay yes but with coffee i will say because coffee is also uh, pitta provocating that it can increase your pitta it is dry it is hot so better avoid any salty thing with tea or coffee as well okay and if if someone is suffering from any kind of skin disease he or she should stop having this okay perfect yes. so guys no tea coffee together with the biscuits with the salty biscuits especially yes and <laughs> I, i guess uh, it's very rare to find also any any biscuit which does not have salt i think Yeah. Yeah. And the next one I will say that please please avoid all the refined and processed eatables from your daily food habits. Like a refined sugar, refined eatables like some people are non-veg and they eat processed meat. That is not good in the longer run. Mm-hmm. and refined oils that's not good so i will say i put it in this way that please come back to basics be raw be original and try to accept that the original things are always better than the refined ones and try to avoid if you are using anything refined in your daily eating habits yes Okay. Yes, and lastly I will say to all of our viewers that please take some time for yourself. Give your body some time so that you can be a good friend of yourself. So please 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 in your daily routine or you can say busy daily routine please take some time to do yoga meditation exercise walk or whatever you like 
just give some time to yourself so that you can find yourself you can find your inner being so that you can be more healthy and you can heal yourself whenever is needed yes now great dr smith so these tips are really really uh, in my view have a lot of potential to actually make almost everybody healthier because the great thing about all of these tips you know that all of these tips are part of our daily lifestyle and uh, almost everybody can start to apply this given the willingness is there or not but uh, i request all of you whoever is watching right now this video that these tips are tips you know which you can go ahead and start to apply and lead a healthier lifestyle without any yoga teacher any ayurveda doctor or anybody who can help you with if you continue to follow these things you are already reducing the chances of you visiting or meeting all of those people so great thank you so much Absolutely. dr samit you have really uh, you know shared a lot of insightful uh, tips here which are going to be i'm sure it's it's going to be really really helpful for all the subscribers and all the members of our community as well and um, thank you so much for taking out time you know and coming on the show sharing all of these tips sharing your sh- sharing your journey and your plans for even 2020 and uh, i really enjoyed you know talking to you on this show and got to know more about you i have been knowing you from a very long time because of our yoga journey together but uh, today i also got to know a lot about you so great thank you so much for taking out time and coming on the show thank you for having me here navin i always love to talk with you discuss with you and so that we can be valuable part of our community in the people's journey to heal themselves thank you very much great thank you so much dr smith you're doing a great job keep it up thank you thank you so much for listening to this podcast today i'm so grateful to have you being part of this community make sure you subscribe to this channel so that you don't miss my next episode if you want to be part of my journey of helping people optimize their wellness and live a fulfilled life then please share this podcast with the people who you really care about and i will see you in the next episode bye bye